Hello and welcome to the KeysCast. I'm your host, Captain David J. Murphy. Joining me today are two guests. They're going to talk to us a little bit about the Foster Care and Adoption Option Workshop that's coming up on May 22nd right here on Keesler Air Force Base at the Sablick Center at 8.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Um, my guests are Joy Brown and Rhonda Farrell, both of the Airmen and Family Readiness Center. Uh, ladies, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us a little about who you are and what you do for the 81st Force Support Squadron. We'll start with you, Joy. Okay, sounds good. Um, so my name is Joy, and I actually do a little bit of everything um, at the Airmen and Family Readiness Center. I am currently getting my master's uh, in social work, so I'm doing kind of some volunteer and also intern um, work for them. So I have got to experience a lot since I've been here, and I uh, work on a little bit of everything every day. Nice. Okay, great. And Rhonda? I am Rhonda Farrell. I'm a community readiness specialist with Airmen and Family Readiness. I work in the personal and work life section. My biggest events that I handle there are the HeartLink program. That's a spouse orientation program for new spouses and the key spouse program. Um, We also do the adoption and we do elder care events and we're working with Joy on this adoption program and super, super excited to have her in our office. All right, great. Well, I'm excited to have both of you here today in my studio to talk about this awesome program. Now, let's go ahead and talk about kind of where this program came from, because I've been here for almost three years, and I've never heard of this adoption workshop. So is this a new idea? And if so, uh, who thought of it? So I would say that it's not necessarily a new idea. Um, It's kind of in um, the Airman Family Readiness you know, umbrella. And uh, it's just something that hasn't been uh, a lot of, I would say, emphasis put on it in recent years. So uh, with this year, we really wanted to kind of give it a little extra oomph. And this is something I'm really passionate about personally. Um, and it's part of my uh, personal life story as well. So, you know, for me, it's something when I found out we, you know, support, you know, airmen and their families when they're going through the process of adoption, I was like, ooh, let's do something great here, you know? So I think that, you know, by coming in and saying, what else can we do? They kind of supported that idea. So it's kind of, you haven't seen it because it's never happened like this before. So, but this is the first time we've kind of done sort of the workshop style format that you've got all planned for. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about what um, attendees can expect. What, what are they coming into? What are they going to get from attending this workshop? Uh, sure. So there's a lot of things that we're going to try and cover over the course of this day. So we're going to start off. Um, we've got uh, the Mississippi Department of Child Protection Services is going to come in and they're going to kind of go through the process of what it would look like to become a foster parent um, and kind of that licensing process um, with all of our families. And we've got uh, a couple local adoption agencies who are going to come and share their services as far as domestic and international options. Um, we really want this to be a resource, you know, fair for families. Um, but we also want this to be a support avenue for any family who is, you know, currently fostering or who has adopted in the past. Uh, we want them to come to this as well. We want everyone to feel welcome and supported. And if there isn't something at this meeting or workshop, you know, that really hits their need, we want to help them connect to that resource. So this is really us saying, hey, what do you need? How can we support you? Um, And we're going to take a stab at it and provide a bunch of resources and see where we go from here. And hopefully people will feel, you know, supported and educated and connected to the community. 
Nice. That's great. So if you're interested in adopting, this can kind of be like a one-stop shop for you, right? Absolutely. Adoption or foster care. So if you're interested in either one, we would welcome you to come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine just the amount of paperwork and other things and just processes that you have to go through bureaucracy to go through an adoption, especially the international adoption. I was looking at that and this is only because it's like right on my, I'm going through my clearance process, right? So when you do a clearance in the military, you know, secret top secret or whatever, you have to fill out a a long questionnaire and like they want to know every single little thing about where you've been, who you've interacted with. And so one of the big things on there is like international interaction. So I used to imagine working international adoption must be just a real big ordeal. Is that that true? Absolutely. So, you know, whether it's a private, you know, domestic adoption or it's an international adoption, there's going to be a process that you have to walk through. Um, There's going to be, you know, home studies and you said paperwork and it's a lot of paperwork um, to go through. So, you know, no matter, like I said, domestic or international it is a process. And I think the most important thing for families is, you know, when they're going through this is to feel supported, but also to not get weighed down by that process and to be encouraged by it, to understand it and to know what those steps are and, you know, how to get to the goal. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you know or have any sort of statistics on the amount of adoptions that take place within the military every year or in general? Do you know how many families might have, have adopted children? You know, I don't have a stat on that as far as locally um, or Keesler, kind of Air Force Base wide. Um, but I know that the need is large. And mm-hmm. I know that, um, you know, previously um, I did do another, you know, practicum and I did it with the Department of Children's Services here locally. And the need for families is extreme um, to the point where, uh, you know, we have a Harrison County Children's Shelter here locally, and that's really a housing agent for kiddos who they can't place in foster care. So, mm-hmm. you know, the need for foster families is at an all-time high, I would say, for here locally. Um, and, you know, there's a huge military community here, and there's um, no reason that, you know, military families can't foster And that's kind of one of the perceptions that people have, you know, oh, I'm only going to be here for three years or, you know, things like that. And that's one of the things that we want to say, three years is a great amount of time to do it, you know. So uh, we want to educate folks so that they can come in if they're interested in it, know the process, get it done so they can make the biggest impact while they're here. Yeah, that would be my thinking is like, again, you know, we're only here for, you know, three, maybe four years. You know, some people are, are there longer, but, you know, I wonder what uh, the adoption agencies take into consideration if they take that into consideration in addition to everything else. I mean, obviously, you know, we have more, you know, consider more steady job, you know, steady paycheck and, and all the things today, you know, secure home and whatnot. Home life, I know, is very important. But is that sort of transient nature of our lives that we move around so much taken into consideration? And how much weight is that put on when, you know, people are deciding whether or not they want to you know, let you adopt or foster children? Sure. So, Realistically, you know, when you want to foster, um, you know, it can take, I would say, on average, three to six months to get licensed. So from the time you start, you have to go through um, classes, you have paperwork to do, you have to get, you know, physical, you have a lot of things that you have to go through stepwise. Um, as far as adoption is concerned, you have similar steps to go through as well. Um, but when you're going through those steps, you know, it depends on where you're at in the process of PCSing from, you know, one place to the next, you know. So if you start that process when you're fairly new at a location, you know, you have a better chance at completing an adoption in one place. 
if you don't, you know, have the opportunity to be here long enough to complete that process, it's not a all or nothing. You can go ahead and move to your next base. And a lot of times, you know, you can work with agencies who can work in different states. Um, and it's really just a, we're going to redo your home study when you get to your new home. And everything else stays the same, but it's just an update in paperwork. It can cost a little more money um, to pay for those additional, you know, steps to be taken. But at the end of the day, you know, if you think about the average American, they move too. So, you know, it's just kind of part of that process. So, you know, being military, not being military, moving a lot. And the big scheme, it's just a difference in the process that you take. Now, you mentioned the need for adoption. You know, obviously there's children who don't have families. What would you say when, when you're looking to adopt, are you kind of going to feel more pressure from like the local, like Biloxi, D'Iberville, Gulf Coast region, from the state, from national, international, like of those looking at like adopting, you know, how does a parent choose sort of which pool of children who need attention to kind of pull from? Is that is that personal preference or is that kind of the needs of sort of the larger, you know, like, hey, we have a lot of you know great kids in Alabama who need, you know, a home versus, you know, maybe not as much in, in this local region. Is that, you know, how is that sort of factored in? So there's a few different factors. So um, it's really personal preference. It's going to be 100% what's the best fit for your family. Um, and, you know, for me, um, my religious beliefs really was a big um, driving point as to why, you know, we adopted two of our four kiddos. So that was a big um I would say a big uh, reason why we decided to adopt. And so for us, it wasn't so much of, are we going to do international or domestic or what are we going to do? But, you know, what was the best fit for our family? What suited our family? And, you know, it kind of came our way. It was just kind of one of those things that, you know, fell in our lap. So for us, that's kind of how it went. But, um, you know, I think for families in general, when you're looking at this and you're thinking to yourself, you know, hey, I'd like to grow my family um, in a non-traditional route, um, you have to look at, you know, what what are you better suited for? You know, are you uh, looking to adopt an infant? Are you okay adopting an older child? Are you open to, you know, looking at kiddos who have a special need and you know what that is and you know what they're going to need? Um, you know, those are all kind of components of you have to think about what you're looking for. Um, and, you know, there's private adoption. And then there's also um, doing foster care. And, you know, the end result could be um, adoption with foster care as well. But I think the important thing to remember with that, too, is, you know, foster care is really um, out there and exist to reunify families. So when you're looking at foster care as an option to grow your family, it's not always... Um, going to be your end goal. So going in with the heart of, you know, I'm going to love and I'm going to serve and I'm going to help the children who come through my home in foster care is really that um, the the mindset that you have to have. Um, you know, and I think if you can go in there and say, hey, we just want to be there and give a home to kiddos that, you know, are in a time of transition that don't have a parental figure to care for them, that's really the heart of foster care. So, um, you know, I think, you know, if the opportunity arises for a lot of people when they're doing foster care and, you know, parental rights do get terminated and there is no other family that's, you know, able to, you know, take the kiddos and, and adopt them, you know, it's a great opportunity, you know, for, for families to grow. So I think, there are a lot of different ways to grow your family. I think it's just figuring out what is best suited for your family. 
And let's talk about your family. And you mentioned, obviously, your personal tie to adoption, which is, of course, that you said you've adopted two children. You know, I want to know from your perspective, why did you why did you all decide to adopt? And why do like most families, you know, what are their sort of you know determining factors for choosing adoption in the first place? Sure. So uh, personally, um, we have um, two biological children, um, our oldest and youngest, and our two kiddos in the middle. Uh, we adopted. And for us, it was um, something that we always kind of felt a a pull, I would say, to adopt. We always felt like, you know, it's just a way that we were supposed to grow our family. We always felt a certain call to, you know, help and serve with kids who were in vulnerable situations. So for us, I think it was just that natural pull. Like we just... You know, we could, you know, have 10 biological children or we can look at the kids who are out there and go, we can parent you. You know, you need a family. Come on over. You know, so I think for us, it was just kind of like, how is it all going to piece together and fit for us? And, um, you know, for us, it was a situation that um, my husband and I were traveling um, with our church. We were um, on a missions trip. We were in Honduras. And, you know, my uncle, who lived in Alaska, we lived in Indiana, totally crazy. We see him once a year, called and said that he had an acquaintance that was looking for an adoptive family for their child. And we were like, oh, okay, you know, and he called our hotel in Honduras. So it was just a crazy situation. And literally, um, we came home and two weeks later, we were in Alaska adopting a newborn. So it just for us, we were already in the process of getting our home study done and we had just completed it. And. So for us, it literally was just an opportunity and it was just the right timing. And we feel like it was God's plan for our family. And um, 11 months later, we adopted a half sibling. So for us, it just kind of one came and the other one came shortly thereafter. So, you know, I think for us, like we felt like that was part of our plan for our family and our life. And then, you know, I think a lot of other people come into this, you know, kind of arena and think either, you know, I have love to give or I have the capacity for this or I have, you know, experienced a troubled, you know, childhood growing up and I want to help give back and, you know, give another child maybe a less traumatic experience. You know, I think there's a lot of different reasons and a lot of different, um, a lot of different things that come up for people and, and what leads them to, whether it's fostering or adopting, you know, there's a lot of different things that kind of come in there. And do you plan to adopt in the future? Is that kind of in the cards for you? So I think for us, um, we never say never. So, um, you know, we have four kiddos, 12 to four. um, And we just kind of leave it out there and go, you know, if a situation came into our life, you know, even if it was a friend, a relative, whatever, you know, I think we are always open to the idea, but we're not currently pursuing it. Right. (laughs) You know, what would you tell a prospective adopter um, that, you know, who might be on the fence and might be considering this as a path for them, but they're not sure, you know, it, it's, it might be a scary idea, but they kind of want to give back. What would you tell somebody who's, who's considering adoption is on the fence and, and uh, you know, what would you tell them? I would say there's this really cool event coming up, and it's called the Foster Care and Adoption Option Workshop. And a part of that day, um, we've set aside and we've got some families that have agreed to come and share their stories and do kind of a Q&A panel, answer questions. And then at the end of our event, around 11, we're going to open it up to an information fair. 
And at that information fair, we're going to have, you know, all the different uh, contributors of the day um, at it. But also those families have already agreed to kind of stick around and answer questions. And, you know, a couple of them have said, I'd be willing to, you know, meet somebody for coffee or, you know, kind of share our story more in, in depth after the event as well. So I really feel like if you're thinking about this at all, or you think, oh, in the future, I might want to do this. Um, I, you know, gathering information and resources and really learning what it is, the process and learning from other folks who've already walked it is probably your best step one. So if you, anybody out there has, you know, ever thought about it or says, you know, oh, I'm newly married and I'm, you know, 20 and I want to do it before I'm 30, like now's a great time to come and gather because it's not something that happens overnight. Right. And it really depends on the process that you want to go through. And if you have the information, you know, maybe you're here for a couple of years and you move on, you may have the platform to start the process right away at your next space. So yeah. it's, I think, really great to come and just educate yourself. And, you know, that's why the uh, AFRC is here to provide resources and really just to support families. So if this is something you're interested in, that's why we're here. And maybe you can talk a little bit about the, you know, after this ceremony or I'm sorry, after this workshop is done, uh, what kind of services does the Airman Frame Readiness Center offer to the prospective adopter, adoptee, you know, foster care person, you know, what, what kind of uh, services do they offer as, as in general? So I think like I think the big thing um, would be resources. You know, um, if someone, you know, comes to this or isn't able to make this, we will have resources available after the workshop. And if it's something that um, folks, you know, gather information and they're like, hey, you know, I came and I met someone at an agency, but it, it wasn't, I don't think, the right fit for us. You know, we're, we're so happy to say, that's okay you know, you only need one agency or, you know, one right fit for you. So we really want to be there to provide resources or to um, connect you to other families. Um, we really want to just be that support for you. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I do want to remind everybody it's the Foster Care and Adoption Option Workshop. It's May 22nd from 8.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., and uh, I just want to make sure everybody knows it's established center room 108. And I just want to uh, offer to you ladies, is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? Uh, yeah, there, there's one quick thing I'd like to add. Um, the Mississippi Heart Gallery um, is going to also be located in the main exchange uh, out in the atrium. And it's basically a photographic display of kiddos who are currently um, available for adoption. Um, so for, you know, whatever reason, parental rights have been terminated and they are literally waiting for a family to adopt them. So this photographic display will be up from uh, Tuesday, May 14th through Thursday, May 23rd. And if you come and stop by, there will also be some flyers out there um, with little information on each of the kiddos photos that you see. So it's uh, a great way to... Um, meet some kiddos without physically meeting them um, and also learn more about this process as well so i would i would really encourage people to come and check it out okay great well thank you so much joy thank you Rhonda, both for your time i pr truly appreciate it and thank you for informing us about this awesome event again if you're interested in adoption or the process uh, head on out to the foster care and adoption option workshop on may 22nd from 8 at 8 30 a.m at the sablick center room 108 all right thanks so much ladies have a great day all right thank you too 